of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Bringing a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, wait, listen to those two clowns. You can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe, actually. It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show! Live from the corner of 6th and Market in downtown Canton, Ohio, where the clock just hit 3 o'clock. I don't know what's more confusing, that it's 63 degrees outside or the Cavaliers didn't make a deal today. Yeah, I was hoping the Cavaliers were going to pull off some kind of a deal to get a wing player to improve their chances in the Eastern Conference of making the playoffs and maybe winning a playoff series. But uh, unless they did something last minute where, unlike the Browns, right, they they wouldn't make a mistake of not getting the facts in on time. Uh, We'll have to wait a few minutes here to see. But uh, as of right now, uh, they were in talks reportedly. But uh, no deal as of right now involving the Cavaliers. And we're going to hear from Kobe Altman uh, during the show at some point today as he's holding a press conference with members of the media somewhere between 3 and 3.30. Who needs a deal when you've got Howell Neto dropping 14 on the Pistons? <laughs> oh, come on, oh, Eric Brook. There he is. Your deal was already met before the season started. You ended up with Donovan Mitchell. Keep the music up, Brian. That's fine. I can talk over it. Also, you've got guys playing that were injured most of the season, like Dean Wade. You get Ricky Rubio back. Those are deals that you didn't have at the beginning of the season. I'm good with that. The only thing I may have tried to have done was either move Karis LeVert or try to get rid of Kevin Love. That's it. What are you going to get then? All right, there, there's one. Let's see here. Bojan. Bo- oh, shoot. I saw Bojan Bogdanovic, uh, you know, trending on Twitter, and I'm thinking, oh, he played against the Cavs last night, didn't shoot it well, but it had 15 points, was, I think. Oh, yeah, Boyan. Yeah, I, get I got him my Bogdanovich's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got him right. Um, so now they're saying the Lakers. I thought might it might be the Cavs at the last minute there. The Lakers and Pistons oh, in discussions on a trade that would send Bojan Bogdanovich to Los Angeles. The Lake, how about the how Lakers moves? reshaping their roster, man? I lost track of how many moves they made. They had to, though. Their roster sucked. It was terrible. Well, it's more than that, too. I think it really showed when LeBron James hit the scoring record the other night that none of the players on that team cared about it. Or really, you know, you talk about these teams and how they get along, and you talk about chemistry. I don't think there's much chemistry there. They don't really care. And they've already broken down that team when they made a deal to bring in AD. Well, if this is LeBron's last stand or one of them, because we feel that he's maybe got, you know, maybe two, three, who knows, four seasons left. Will he remain a Laker? You're not going to stay there if you don't surround him with the talent that he wants, right? Right. That's make, correct. Let's make a deal. Let's go. Yeah, they did. They got Mo Bamba uh, today. Let's see. I, I've tried to keep track of all these trades. You ready for this? Let's do a um uh, a quick oh spin around the NBA. You ready for this? That. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, the latest one I saw was the Warriors getting Gary Payton from the Blazers for five second-round picks that they acquired in another trade, which sent uh, James Wiseman to Detroit and Sadiq Bay 
to Atlanta, and the Warriors then take those five second runs. So basically, they traded James Wiseman for Gary Payton the second, and he mm-hmm. comes back to Golden State. All right, okay. so that's a move for them. Uh, the Lakers and the Magic. The Lakers get center Mo Bamba. Patrick Beverly goes to the Magic. That was good riddance if you're the Lakers. Uh, the Clippers and Rockets and Grizzlies with a menage a trade. The Clippers get shooting guard Eric Gordon from the Rockets. The Grizzlies get shooting guard Luke Kennard from the Clippers. And the Rockets get shooting guard Danny Green um, from the Grizzlies. It's a guy okay? I wanted. I, th- I thought yeah. maybe the Cavaliers would take a look at, at him. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you about that. Don't be surprised if the Rockets buy out Danny mm. Green, he becomes available. Cavaliers still have All an right. open roster spot, and you could sign a veteran like that to the league minimum for the rest of the season. Yeah, because so keep I that think in mind. the buyout was about $10 million. Yeah, so keep Not that much. in mind with Danny Green. All right? And remember, where was he originally drafted? Out of North Carolina? Come on, Cavs! There you go. By York, Cleveland, Cavaliers! Right. Oh, come on, Cavs! Uh, oh, thanks. There you go, Eric. Um... <laughs> Nuggets and Clippers made a trade. Uh, the Clippers get point guard Bones Highland from Denver. Great Denver name. gets two second-round picks Bones. He's from a doctor. Uh, the, the clip joint. Um, and so uh, the Nuggets, though, weren't done. The Nuggets also traded for uh, a center from the Lakers as they acquire center Thomas Bryant from the Lakers for Devon Reed. So the Nuggets... Uh, cleared some space, and they got a backup center to uh, Jokic, jo- Joka, uh, Nikolai Jokic, or whatever the hell his name is. Uh, let's see here. Well, what other ones were went down today? Oh, of course, the big one, after our show ended last night and after the games, Kevin Durant. What did I tell you yesterday? What's the kiss after of death? After the show? This thing went down <laughs> at like 3 a.m. I saw it this morning, and I couldn't, you know, I yeah. got up. I usually get up at around 4.35. And I saw this as, you got to be kidding me, because they said it yesterday, they're not trading Kevin Durant, and I told you too. I go, that yeah. is guaranteed he's on the market, he's moving. It's the kiss of death. We're not firing the coach, we're not trading that player. What happens? Coach is fired, no, no. player traded. They're, yeah, they already <laughs> fired their coach at the beginning of the no, year. I'm talking about general managers I'm and talking owners about, in general. I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets. Point. I get it. I'm talking about the Brooklyn Nets. What a fire sale. What a cluster that's been all season long. If you're a Brooklyn Nets fan today, you got to be really disappointed because not only did you lose your, your coach, but over the last year and a half, you've lost your big three now, and I don't care who they put in their place. You had expectations that you were going to run the East. With the exception of Harden, they're all out of the East now. Yes, and uh, what, they, what did they get from uh, the – and they got, oh, damn, this was the guy I wanted, T.J. Warren. I told you about him yesterday. I wanted him from the Nets. Well, the Nets sent Warren with Durant to Phoenix in return for Cameron Johnson, who I want the Cavaliers to sign in the offseason, Mikel Bridges, who I'd love to see the Cavaliers trade for, Jay Crowder, your guy, Jay yep. Crowder, and four first-round picks, mm-hmm. kind of like in the Donovan Mitchell trade where the Cavs unloaded three first-round picks. Crowder so, hasn't um, played this season, but he, he averaged about nine points a game last year. Yeah. And that would look good on the Cavaliers because he's tough. He plays good defense, and he can shoot the three if you wanted to add to this team. The good news with the Cavaliers, if you're looking at it through uh, rose-colored glasses, is the fact that finally you're really not a seller. Could you imagine you had some of these players that are on the – Sadiq Bey is a nice player, but you're the Detroit Pistons. You already lost your your best player for the year probably because he's injured, and you're looking at going, okay, here we go again. Now we sell everybody, which means – the team's going to be in flux in the offseason again. I like this Cavalier team. I like the way it's going. 
and the only big question mark that we had was the second unit. Who on that trade market would you have been able to get, and could they have made an impact? You know, this isn't like the Cavaliers were going to go after a Kevin Durant. That wasn't going to happen. You weren't going to bring in a Kyrie Irving. That wasn't going to happen. So what's the sense of making a deal just to make a deal? Yeah, they weren't going to do that and give up assets just to make a deal. It had to be something that could help them now and in the future. I was a little upset that maybe, uh, you know, of these guys, where's my list? These guys, they were, I think three of these four guys were available at the trade deadline, and the Cavaliers didn't land any one of them. Royce O'Neal, okay, uh, who is a small forward, power forward. Um, He was uh, available from what, uh, you know, I understand Cam Johnson might have been available, and again, he came over in that Phoenix trade, and Joe Harris supposedly was available because they want to get out from underneath his contract next year of $20 million, and it looks like uh, none of those guys ended up getting traded, and the Cavaliers didn't end up with anybody today uh, in the the trade deadline was, what, 3 o'clock, 8 minutes ago. Would have been nice to move Karis LeVert. Would have been nice to get out from underneath that contract to Kevin Love. Other than that... All those names moving around, Joe Harris would have really been nice. And, and, you know, you think about Joe Harris because they broke that team up. He would have been available, you would think. Yep, yep, I I think he was. And Royce O'Neal played with Donovan Mitchell in Utah, so they were familiar with each other. And he's got $9.5 million mm-hmm. left on his contract for next year. But uh, for whatever reason, uh, he stays there. And so the Cavaliers, it looks like they're going to battle the rest of the way. Uh, with the roster that they have unless, and this is something to keep an eye on over the next 24 to 48 hours, right? Some of these guys that were traded get bought out. Russell Westbrook is going to get bought out by the Utah Jazz. He ain't ever playing for the Utah Jazz. There are reports that maybe the Clippers or the Nuggets could be interested in him coming off their bench if he gets bought out and they can sign him to a minimum, okay? Uh, another guy, as I mentioned to you, Danny Green. Keep an eye on Danny Green. These older guys that were involved in mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly, right? These older guys that were involved in these trades, look for them to get bought out and maybe be available for a team out there that might have a, a hole of a roster spot open or they feel that that guy's better than somebody they currently have on their roster. Interesting. Meanwhile, Cavaliers in a great game last night in a game that yeah. they could have lost. In a game that I look at and said, if this were last year, they may have lost that game. They blew an 18-point lead early. Pistons come back. I think they cut it to two. And then the Cavaliers almost beat them by 30. That was a great game, especially because your two best players arguably didn't play. Yeah, I was scared, and I didn't make my wager last night. I was going to take the Cavs and the Kings in a parlay, right? Because I saw those two guys, uh, you know, sit out. And I'm thinking, man, you know what? This is kind of like a trap game. And Raul, now, excuse me, Raul Neto. Yeah, he's going to start for the Cavaliers last night, not Rubio. That worried me, so I stayed away from it. Had I bet, I would have won because they both, uh, you know, won on the money line. But uh, the Cavaliers, hey, that's four in a row, man. Love it. They're 13 games above 500. Cavaliers on the road. They looked like they were going to run out of steam in the second half. The way they played in the third quarter and they get outscored in the second and third quarter – only to turn things around in the fourth quarter. I didn't see this coming. They put up 37 and held Detroit to 17 points. I didn't see it coming because it looked like they were going to run out of gas. And it, and it really shows what a good team they are, that they could withstand that run by Detroit in the second and third quarter, come away with almost a 30-point victory. Kudos to the Cavaliers. Like you said, your man, Howell Neto.
14 points, eight assists, four steals uh, in his start for Darius Garland at the point guard position. And you mentioned the defense in that fourth quarter. And, Brian, uh, I asked you to pull that one cut from J.B. Bickerstaff, and I want you and everybody to hear this because I agree with J.B. on this. Um, and I'll, I'll follow it up after he's done with something else I want to add to it. But hopefully this is sinking in with the team, JT, what he says right here. You know, we understand and our guys are, you know, understanding like what it takes to really be a good team uh, and where we're different. And, you know, our defense is what makes us different. So if we're willing to commit ourselves on that end of the floor like we have, um, you know, we've turned it up even, you know, more. And if we continue to do that, you know, with the offensive weapons we have, uh, you know, we're going to be a hard out. And I think the guys feel that. But they're embracing like that. You know, that's what winning looks like. And they've embraced it. Let me give you a Tony Romo. What? When you beat the really bad teams the way you're supposed to, you're a good team. That's a Tony Romo comment if I ever heard one. But this is the kind of game they used to give Cavaliers and their fans fits. Trap game, whatever it is, you looked at the point spread yesterday, started out around a dozen, moved down to eight, eight and a half, whatever it was. That screams trap. They handled their business. They withstood the run by Detroit. They turned things around, played like a good team. These are what good teams do. Boston doesn't ever lose to a team like Detroit, maybe once every blue moon, and neither should the Cavaliers. Yeah, a good win last night. Defense was the key in that fourth quarter to put them away, but also the key, the bigs. JT, they're starting to run the offense from Mm. the inside out. They're starting to get involved Jared Allen and Evan Mobley on a regular basis instead of them just being afterthoughts Mm -hmm. when Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are out there. And I hope it sinks in. I hope last night, as they were on the bench, let me finish, I hope last night that both Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell saw what was happening with the offense and how it should work because it's going to (laughs) help them in the backcourt. And more importantly, the team overall is how much yeah. uh, it's going to help. You fail to realize without those two big scorers not playing, Cavaliers only shot 23% from three. So that ain't going to happen as much as you might think that it would. And the reason they were fitting the bigs is because that's the only way they could score. So until this team can figure out how to shoot the three more consistently, maybe they will learn that. Maybe if they are in shooting slumps, they will feed it to the bigs. But you know as well as I do, it ain't going to happen. They're still going to fire them I disagree. Them up. You can't go... That- Hold on. Let me finish for a change. Okay. You can't go six for 26 from three and expect to beat the good teams. Right. But remember who was in your lineup last night. That's, That's why said. you went six from 26 from three. But if you go from the inside out, those threes are a lot easier because they're collapsing the defenses around the bigs and you have mm-hmm. better looks at the rim for Darius Garland, Donovan right. Mitchell, Jetty Osmond, uh, Dean Wade, and whoever is shooting the right. three. And, and look at when those two are involved offensively. And I didn't have time to do it. I wanted to. But when those guys both get double figures of uh, 14 or more points, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, I want to see what the Cavaliers' record is because well, I think it's going to be better than what their overall record will. is when those guys get more involved. Jetty, all you have to do is look at the points in the paint. It was 70-32. to 32. When you have two seven-footers, you should dominate in well, the paint regardless of who's but playing. But when you've got two dominant guys in your backcourt, they want to get theirs too, and they're going to hoist up those threes. Hopefully they shoot better than 23%. We know that they will. But the problem is this. You've got an inconsistent, at best, Jetty Osman. 
The offense wasn't run as smoothly because, let's face it, when you've got a new uh, backcourt running the show last night, guys are out of position. So you're right. It was nice that they could focus in on those bigs, take advantage of it, and stick to the game plan. That's why they outscored that team in the fourth quarter and didn't screw around and blow that game. The two guards that were out need to realize they need to stick to the game plan too. And that's where the coach has to step in and say, you know what, guys? Instead of you averaging 28 points a game, Donovan, we're better if you average about 25 and get the bigs involved. Hey, Darius, instead of you averaging 24 a game, we're better when you average 20 a game and you get 10 assists a game and get the bigs involved. He's got to be the coach to step in and say that. Fair enough. And what have we heard about J.B. Pickerstaff over the last year and a half or so? We want the guys that scored points in the uh, for, in, in the Olympics. We want the Ricky Rubios that can score, not hand the ball off. So he's caught in between both worlds as well. When he looks at it, we didn't know what to expect from Donovan Mitchell. All of a sudden, he's scoring like crazy. 71-point game, but how many 40-point games? And when he was averaging 30-point whatever per night, you're going to let him do his thing, right? So now what happens? You've got to figure out and get a nice somewhere in the middle to where you say, look, we've got to start running this team. And for all intents and purposes, it looks as though things are running better. Over the last eight or so games, the offense seems to be running more smoothly. I'm looking at uh, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. The last ten games, Cavaliers in those last ten games are seven and three. These are the games that Mobley's had in those last 10 games. Some with the backcourt, some without the backcourt, mm-hmm. right? 38, 12, 21, 23, 9 in a blowout, so he didn't play as many minutes mm-hmm. th- that night. A 19, 17, 17, 16, 19. I mean, th- this, we remember at the beginning of the year, we were wondering, man, wait, wait, he's struggling to fit in with Darius Garland and, and Donovan Mitchell, maybe because those guys were hogging the ball too much and shooting too much, right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe now. They're starting to see that, okay, it's going to take some of the pressure off of us, keep us fresher, right, if we get the ball down in the low post to Evan Mobley, to Jared Allen. And, Brian, do you have the highlights from last night ready uh, to rock and roll? Because our buddy Tim Alcorn was in rare form yesterday thanks to the bigs doing what they did in the big win over Detroit. Hit it. Rebound, though, comes to a coral to Allen. Look out! Well, Jerry, perhaps a little frustrated by missing two. Wrecked the rim on that one. Rubio in the lane. Rubio drops it down low to Mobley. Mobley, pow, with two hands. And there's Allen with a block on Jaden Ivey. Cavs to the other end. Neto down the floor to Allen. Pow. Levert tries to spin away from Hayes. He does, and then bounced it down low to Mobley, who hammered it home. Rubio left of the lane. Bank shot high off the glass and good. Oh, my. Cavaliers needed that one. Back to Neto. Neto outside the arc. Two on the clock. One on the clock. Howell in the lane. Put it up and good off the glass. Levert weaves his way into the paint. Worms his way to the basket and scores. Rebound of Coro. Down the floor. There's a streaking Jetty. Pow! Jetty ahead of the pack. Osmond with the slam. Pistons with timeout. Cavaliers are going to win it. What a record here at home. Look out! Pow! Look out! It's, it's like the Catalina wine mixer. Sweet. Okay. That's. Are you saying that's pow? our boy right there? What are you saying? <laughs> Why does he keep doing that? <laughs> the Catalina wine mixer. 
The freaking Catalina you know, wine mixer. It's important to win these games. And you mentioned the last six or seven games, whatever it is. Let's remember against the Pistons, Wizards, Pacers, Memphis, which was a good game, but they were in a they're in a funk. You had the heat you lost, and you played a Clippers team that didn't play any of their starters. But these right. are important games getting towards, and I believe there's only four games left until the All-Star break. Separate, man, right now. Yep. You got one game between you and third place Philadelphia. Let's go. How about the good news, even though the Cavaliers didn't make any trades, and that's that the Nets blew it up. Take them right. out of the mix. They're done. They're done, man. Stick a fork in them. They are done, so you don't have to worry about them and having to play them at some point in anything with KD and Kyrie. They're gone, so you are cemented right now in them. fourth place, and you control your own destiny to maintain fourth place, right, and home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. So that's the, the good news if there is any right on this trading deadline well, day, even though the Cavs didn't make it. I'll give you some good news, and let's give credit what? where credit is due, and we've said it a couple of times. J.B. Bickerstaff, for all the shortcomings and things we want him to do, I think it's very important to, to state that when they lost that game to the Miami Heat, things could have really went south. And then against Memphis, after that fight, he could have really let things get away. That's right. good leadership, and he's got that okay. team going in the right direction. So, I mean, for all the shortcomings at the end of the game, and can we close out? The good news is this, getting healthy, getting Dean Wade back, Ricky Rubio, we, we shore up this second unit, and let's face it, J.B. Bickerstaff, he's learning on the fly too. They can only get better. You keep it together. Maybe like you said, get somebody that has an expiring contract or goes through free agency, and you move forward. I don't think a lot of people consider this team ahead of schedule the way they are, even though the schedule resembles what it was last year. Let's stay healthy. Let's move on. 35 and 22 is the record, right? So that equals 57 games. That means you've got 25 left to play. 25 games left to play. And right now they are four games ahead of sixth place Miami mm -hmm. and four and a half games ahead of seventh place New York. Those are the two teams to keep an eye on that are going to be tracking and trying to catch the Cavaliers for that number four spot in the Eastern Conference. What is it, Brian? And uh, Kobe Altman uh, is uh, finishing up his uh, presser with the media, and we'll play it later. But one of the things that stood out to Chris Fedor was that uh, Kobe Altman says he does not anticipate having any buyout discussions with Kevin Love. Okay. All right. So they're going to keep him to the end of the year. <laughs> or uh, and then or he's going to get bought out. <laughs> no. Well, or that. Yes. The kiss of death. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. that is a possibility, Thanks. even though he said it's not happening. There you go. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the Cavaliers, 25, let's see, you got four games. Uh, 20, uh, if you go, uh, mm. let's throw a number on this. If you go 14 and 11, that puts you at 49 wins. Um, I think that secures you. I think 49 is the number to secure the number four spot for sure in the Eastern Conference. Did anyone behind them get better? Brooklyn, no. Miami Heat, they're a good team. They're on the move. Did the Knicks make any deals? The Knicks, yes. The Knicks, here, I, I wrote it down. Let me find it. Uh, Rockets, Grizzlies, Lakers, Magic. Uh, Lakers, where is the Knicks deal? It's Oh, here it is. Um, Josh Hart goes to okay. the New York Knicks. From Atlanta? And they sent no, uh, Cam, From Portland. Yeah, Cam Reddish, uh, Cy McCulloch, and Ryan Arcianato uh, to the, the uh, Trailblazers. And so um, I, I know the Knicks were hot after Josh Hart, and they, they think it's a good move. So that helps them a little yeah. bit. So, yeah, they're a team you do have to keep an eye on the rest of the way. Well, they beat you already. And right. the thing is, I think 
Do we beat them at home? I can't remember. I know we lost at Madison Square Garden. As far as Josh Hart is concerned, I wasn't crazy about when the Cavaliers mentioned it about a week ago or so. I'm good with what we've got. Let's get Dean Wade going. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm looking against the Knicks. I see that they're one and one so far against the one and two against the Knicks so far. Okay. And I don't know if they play them. Let's take a gander at the remaining 25 games. Uh, yeah, they have them one more time, JT, the mm. last day of March. Fine. And that's a home game against the Knicks. So that game could mean something mm. uh, at that point in time. Um, uh, and you, you, Now, how about this, though? And, and remember yesterday we were talking about this? Who the hell made up this schedule? Mm. All of a sudden, those two games in Brooklyn. I can't take them lightly, but all of a sudden, right. those two games in Brooklyn look, aren't as tough, maybe, as they would have been. Yeah, well, you, you at, at least know. you're splitting you in those games. You know, the other thing to consider, and we'll go to break, is the fact that Kevin Love hasn't played in eight games. So going into the trade deadline, everybody, okay, they're going to move him. They're going to buy him out. Maybe he is just banged up. Maybe it is that thumb. If you get Kevin Love back for the run towards the end of the season, the last 25 games, and he plays anywhere close to what he did last year, you're really in good shape. Yeah, I just don't know how much of a role he'll have as an active player unless somebody's hurt. That's good. I hope somebody asked that, you know, of Kobe Altman today, and he probably, well, you got to ask JB that or whatever. But I, I don't know what well, his role is moving forward on this team. His 8.5 points, 6.8 rebounds are all career lows this season, Yep. which makes you think that maybe he can't recap. Do you think he's done? Yes, I do. He's either injured I, I really or done. Do. Well, he's both. Uh, I think he's right. done even before he was injured, but the injury uh, exacerbates it, and uh, all of a sudden uh, Kevin Love uh, is a guy that you cut at the end of the season, if not sooner, uh, in a buyout. So we'll talk more about this and hear from Kobe Altman, the Cavs GM, here on the Kenny and JT Show. Stay with us. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC. Download the iHeart, Odyssey, or Radio.com app. Be sure to check out our website daily for the latest at whbc.com.